0: Hello everybody. Welcome to Stay Paid, the sales and marketing podcast from Reminder Media where we talk about the actionable items. Yes, we do. The actionable we're going to drop the strategy and the tips <laughs> and tricks. We're dropping <laughs> We're that just from talking the about intro, execution today, we're baby. We're talking about execution to help you grow your business. Because you want to live that life of freedom, but you have to take action today in order to live that life of freedom. My name is Joshua Steik, Vice President of Marketing here at Reminder Media, and with me is our Chief Inspiration Officer. Yes,
1: evangelical. That's my my mission now is to be evangelical, bringing the
0: inspiration. And my new best friend, as we've been traveling. Yes, over Josh the last has gotten two to me know
1: to know me well over these traveling <laughs> over these last two weeks. Maybe a little too well and
0: president of reminder media of course Luke Gakery. So yes, we have been traveling. We've been going to uh, we went to a disruptor conference in Huntington Beach, California. Which is beautiful by beautiful, the way. Beautiful two weeks ago and then we were in Orlando last week at a uh, financial conference mm-hmm. which was awesome. We had some great success there, met a yeah. lot of awesome financial advisors. Super excited to bring you guys more content on the financial advisor side. I, I learned a lot about Josh too, because
1: we, we were able to fly <laughs> in our company plane, which is don't get excited. It's not like a awesome corporate jet or something. It's a six-seater plane <laughs> that uh, our CEO has, because he's a pilot. But um, I learned what Josh does when he's under pressure. He goes to his happy place. There was multiple
0: times in the plane ride. (laughs) Ariel was sitting across from us and she had a tattoo on her forearm that says, focus on the good. Yes. So I was just focusing on the good. You
1: got to find your happy place. So if you're in sales right now, find your happy place, baby. (laughs) Find your happy place. It will help you get, you know, stay paid.
0: But yes, the uh, the first conference we went to, of course, it was called Disruptor, and it was put on by an individual who was a, was a client of ours. Yep. so still is mm-hmm. a client of ours. Sina Azari, um, super awesome guy. He's been doing his own financial um, financial deal out yeah, it's in called California called Present Financial. Yep. yep. And so this uh, this whole conference, this whole tour is a one day thing. And there's like 19 people there. And the whole theme of it was disruptive innovation. So yes. we just kind of wanted to take some time today and all week as we're kind of promoting stuff on our um, on our social media feed about what disruptive innovation means to us, what that can mean to you, what that can mean to your business and kind of go over what some of the speakers talked about but then also talk about what we learned and what you you right. spoke there. At well, the I think we're in
1: an age right now, it, you know, for everybody who's maybe watching us on Facebook Live right now and is going to listen to this is we are in an age where things are being disrupted left and right and it's being caused by new technologies being created. You know, obviously the common example a lot of people think of is like Uber, what Ubi Ubi. 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 That's what I'm calling and how Ubi, what Ubi did to the taxi space. No, what Uber did to the taxi space. But it really is that, and there's a great fear with our audience, like in in real estate especially. I mean, how many of you guys are following that Zillow is now buying houses for cash? Meaning like they are trying to get into the space. So though that's not technically maybe the definition of disruptive innovation, it's still disrupting the marketplace. Mm -hmm. And how do you leverage the technology that's being created so you don't get left behind And I think that was one of the big themes of the conference that, you know, what was it that you said Tyler Harris kept saying? He was one of
0: the speakers. Awesome guy. Check him out. Yeah, he kept saying, you know, either uh, either disrupt or be disrupted. And so kind of what he was making the point there is, you know, as as this entire conference was full of service-based sales professionals, those real estate, financial advisors, insurance agents. And so the idea was make sure that you're leveraging your social media. And, and there was a lot of talk about Instagram, which we'll get into. We've talked about it a little bit before. But how are you utilizing Instagram, Instagram stories and social media to show your clients and show your prospects who you are and being your authentic self? Because at the end of the day, there's going to be a thought or a brand associated with you. And you have the opportunity to either get into people's lives and create that perception because they are going to create a perception, Mm. whether or not you control it or not. So take that opportunity to get out there, put your real self out there. Don't be afraid of doing it. And I think that that's even where we talk about, you know, disruption is kind of like, well, if we do things how they've always been, then it's safe. Correct. It's kind of going the safe way. But if you step outside of your box a little bit, and really the theme of, of all of the speakers was I was scared to death to hit the record button and jump on Instagram stories. Or jump on video, and you've gone through, this, gone a through bit this yourself. I've gone through this
1: pain. It's very painful.
0: Yeah, but at the end, but you, once you do it, and you get out there and you start connecting with people who resonate with what who you are. Yep. Then that becomes your brand and you have an opportunity to be so much more successful because you're staying true to yourself the yep.
1: entire time. No, it's a great point. I actually sat around at the conference. We had a lunch break where I got to network with a lot of the conference attendees. And I was sitting there and it was a couple insurance agents, a little older, um, and they were not on social media at all. And they're at this conference trying to learn it because they know they need to be there. But what was very interesting, and maybe this is what you're feeling and listening to this podcast or watching this right now, is your feeling that you don't want to go and be on display? on Instagram on Facebook you don't want to showcase your life I mean how corny do you feel like if I snap the picture if you saw me right now I'm holding up my phone like I'm taking a selfie like <laughs> that feels extremely awkward and right. a lot of people don't want to do that because they almost feel like it's egotistical or that it's you know watch me look at me and that was this person's struggle when I was networking with them mm-hmm. at lunch is that they know they need to be using the technology they know that if they're not on there they're probably going to be dying but it was That fear of showcasing, and he even used the example where he said, hey, we all got skeletons in our closet, and I'm afraid of my skeletons in my closet. And so I guess one of the first challenges that you have to recognize is that what Josh just mentioned a little earlier is whether you're there or not, you have a brand that's being developed. Right. Meaning that was the, that's the hardest thing for me to embrace right now is that I don't really have a choice. You don't have a choice as a business professional. You don't have a choice as a realtor, as an insurance agent, as a financial advisor. If you're not pushing forth your brand on Instagram, on social media, I shouldn't even just label this Instagram, on social media, it's being pushed for you because your clients are writing reviews about you. Your clients are talking yep. about you. It might not be massively talked about, but the truth is they're forming their opinion. Don't you want to control the narrative of your story? I mean, that's yeah. Isn't that the number one thing in PR is be like control the narrative? Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean,
0: and the speaker we're talking mm. about, Tyler Harris, he is um, he is a financial advisor and has a lot of great, um, a lot of great experience with kind of getting out there. And he mentioned even in terms of authenticity, he said at one point someone had asked him at a conference, how do you be more authentic? And he was like, Well, that's the dumbest question I ever heard. Yeah. But then the more he thought of it, he's like, that's like the best question I ever heard because it is so hard to be um to be authentic but the what he said as an example was he was putting out all these videos or all these photos i guess of him wearing these fancy clothes in front of fancy cars showing off the success and then he did a video where all it said on the title card was alcoholic right, right. and he and he talked about his struggles with that mm-hmm. and he said that that single title card on his instagram and on his videos got more engagement than anything else just because he he had to stop being afraid to just kind of put that out there and have a yep. real conversation with people instead of con- constantly kind of talking at people. And as he started to do that, he realized this is something that really lets people in, and then it starts to build that trust. And like we always say, Zig Ziglar, people have to like know yep. and trust you in order yep. to do business with you. And it really has become like this new way of building your personal brand. It's, it's a super fragile period right now where it's the largest land grab that they'll ever be on social media Correct. and yep. on the internet. And you have to get out there and make sure that you're staking a piece of that property because somebody's somebody's going to stake it for you or in place of you. And, um, and he even gave some great examples, and this is kind of going off the topic of the Instagram stuff for a minute, but I just wanted to kind of continue with what he was talking about in terms of disruption. He started telling this story about how when he was doing, uh, trying to pick up new clients, right? <clears throat> and so he would call... I don't know where he got his leads from, maybe you remember where he got his lead list from, but he would call up people and say like, hey, I'm sure your financial advisor told you about this XYZ that's happening in the marketplace right now. And they would then nod along, And this was not a client of his, sure, right? And so he'd call a week later, he goes, hey, I just wanted to let you know, I'm sure your financial advisor is telling you this, but here's what's happening in the market right now, I'm sure you've got this, that and that going on, and you know, kind of end the call. And by the third time, the person was like, no, my financial advisor is not calling me and telling me about this stuff, but who are you and can I do business with you? Because you're out there <laughs> calling me, giving me this information, giving me this value for nothing at mm. this point. And that in a way became his way to kind of disrupt and kind of introduce some mm-hmm. disruption into his potential prospects lives where he was just he was just throwing value at people as much as possible to then ultimately get to that point where, again, he's bringing them into their, his yep. fold bringing them into his story. Well,
1: the whole theme was, you know, obviously social media. It was was about digital marketing, about social media at the conference. And this disruptive innovation really was centralized around this, how Instagram and and Facebook and social media in general is disrupting the marketplace. But what Josh is touching on, which I think is very applicable, which is, you know, this guy is talking about being authentic. One of the things that I've found, and maybe you're struggling with this right now, what I have found in using my social media is if you fake who you are, you run out of content so fast. I've I've done it yeah. a little bit. Like, it's like, it's not, you're not purposely faking. You're not lying to people, but you're trying to be, like, you're trying to be a cool persona of somebody you want to be, but not necessarily your real <laughs> self. Right. And you end up running out of content. And then also it gets to, for some reason, ingrained in us as human beings, we are able to call for an excuse my language but everybody's able to to weave through the bullshit like they're able to see yeah, yeah. it really really Very fast. Cool. And so when you're authentic, people can get that connection with you whether it's on you confessing something that's going on in your life like that guy struggling from alcohol or it's something where you're just even your failure. I think I mentioned this on another podcast was that one of the things about being a leader that salespeople struggle with is they struggle with actually showing and leading by example when they get into sales management. The joke in sales is that your manager hasn't closed a deal in 20 years because the, the manager is scared of failing. But one of the best ways to build a connection with your audience or with another human being is to fail in front of them. I yeah. mean, how many times does somebody get up on stage and they look nervous? And how, how nervous do you feel for them? Like how, right. how like you want them to do you well. You're, do you're well. literally going, oh, I hope you do well right now. You'll you connect it with them because there's an authenticity there. There's a realness there. But I would harp to you that when you get into this, if you're a real estate agent right now, you have a personality embrace that personality. You have beliefs. I explained this to somebody use the Ford method. And when you're going about kind of what you're posting and what you're doing, which is this family, right? It's the occupation, it's the recreation and it's the dreams, you know, Hey, what is, what is going on with your family? What's going on with your occupation? What's going on for recreation? Do you go to the gym? What, what are your dreams? Be real in that and use that as almost like a framework for your posting And then all of a sudden, you'll find yourself drawing an audience who do the same recreational type things as you, who maybe are in the same career path are interested in what your career is about, and maybe even have the same type of dreams as you long term for your life. And so that's a framework that you can use to help you when you sit down this morning and you go, how do I be authentic? How do I post? What do I come up with? Well, start listing out this Ford method. Start listing out who your family is, what your occupations are, what your recreation is, what your dreams are, and all of a sudden, you're going to have content to post. Post about because it's who you truly are.
0: Yeah, I want to bring up another uh, individual, Jerry McGilvery, who was um, at the, yeah, this guy at was the awesome. conference. Who's awesome. And if you guys are looking for some Instagram tips and tricks and hacks or something, check out his stuff because he has a ton of uh, ton of things on that where he's really kind of built a, a huge following, 500 thousand followers in a very short amount of time, and he's kind of gone through the process of his whole way to be authentic is um, you know, he, he says, I don't have fancy degrees. You know, my results are my certifications. He just lays it out there right in front of you. I didn't get a, you know, a degree in marketing that's going and I'm going to bestow upon all Mm -hmm. of my wisdom. He's like, Hey, I just figured this out. And the key to success Is not to invent something new, but it's look at who's doing things really well.
1: That's a great point.
0: And then go do that and make your own path by following what other people have done. And he did the same thing in terms of really kind of opening up and just starting off this journey with um, he was in prison for 10 years. And so whenever he got out of prison, he made just a very emotional, heartfelt video directly to the camera. I don't know if he had any, you know, major, you know, big, you know, Epiphany plans in yeah. mind for that, yeah. but really kind of started it off with that in his journey, and eventually, you know, grew this ginormous following, did something himself, um, uh, actual practical examples, yep. right? Not theory or anything like but that. But what he
1: did, what you're touching on what he did, which is so, so, so many of us don't do this, which is so practical, which is he looked at what was working. And you think about this, before Facebook, there was MySpace. Before MySpace, there was Friendster. And all these were doing the same exact type thing. It's just somebody was just doing it a tiny bit better, right. looked at what was working, improved upon it. So, you know, if you're an insurance agent, like model yourself off after this or financial advisor, model yourself after Tyler Harris. Look at when he's posting. Start looking yeah. at what what who's <clears throat> engaging, what is he commenting? You can follow these people and start looking at about what they're hashtagging, what are they posting, what are they doing, and start doing that same thing to get you going. Another major tip that uh, Jeremy um, gave us is this idea of when you're posting, make sure you're tagging your location in your Instagram, because I literally posted yesterday from Lansdale, Pennsylvania. (laughs) I don't know if anybody knows where Lansdale, Pennsylvania is, but I had 77 people view my post, my story just from from Lansdale, Pennsylvania. So now I'm always tagging my location. Because I didn't realize how critical that was to draw new eyeballs and new followers to your Instagram, or if you're trying to grow your Instagram audience, which I thought was huge. Another tip, which I thought was an incredible Instagram tip, was, um, I think this was TJ um, Reeves, I think? Yes, TJ uh, Reeves. Yeah, TJ Reeves. What he said, and you guys can't see my phone, but when you're on your stories on Instagram, what he was saying, which is just a simple Instagram hack, which was really awesome, was when you're putting something like a link you want somebody to go to, or you're you're putting a hashtag you want them to see. Put it down in the right hand corner where their thumb naturally is, where they naturally where click to, to the next, tap right. to get to the next story because they're naturally their thumb is there. And he says you'll naturally you'll see automatically those people going to that link so much more because that's where their eyeballs are. That's where they're naturally geared to going to. And some will stumble upon it by accident, but some will probably just see it and go, "Okay, it's easy. I'm going to go there. So that was another Instagram hack that came out of this conference that I thought was unbelievable.
0: Yeah. And I mean, you know, to so to bring it back to the business side, why are you using Instagram in the first place? Engagement is king on Instagram. So what Mm -hmm. you're talking about there is if you can get somebody to click on your Um, on that handle or on that location there in your story, or if you can get somebody to direct message you from your story, or you can get somebody to finish your entire story, that's all going, Instagram's going to reward you for that engagement. They're going to give you more visibility. And then also the other thing is hashtags. Make sure that you are looking at what hashtags are being followed in your space. Right. So now you've got the hashtag that you want your prospects to see. And you have, it might be new listing. I don't know if you're doing real estate. I'm not really sure what those would be. You're going to have to kind of do that Research and figure well, it out. Maybe the hacks we'll do was, some One of the hacks was
1: you can go and when you search hashtags, <clears throat> it will tell you. It'll give you the top sides. ones. Yeah, yeah you, can you can actually the see ones. the number
0: how many people are using Correct. those hashtags. And then the cool thing about Instagram is you can follow hashtags. So people like I follow American Lifestyle hashtag. I follow Reminder Media. So in my stories, I'm seeing people that are hashtagging American Lifestyle magazine. And we had um, Shiva. I'm going to butcher the name, Shiva. I'm sorry, Ar- Khan. Aranka. Yeah, that sounds about right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so to talk about why, why do this, she had the biggest sale in her lifetime of financial services came from an Instagram hashtag post. She That's sold so a brother, sister, um, I think they were in business together, life insurance policy for $10 million because of a creative post she did on life insurance and used the right hashtag. And then the other thing mm-hmm. you can do with that is because you don't want to overload your stories visually with hashtags and geotags and all this stuff. People are going to, you know, know what that know what you're doing and kind of may, might be turned off sure. by that. It yep. it lowers the visual appeal, which is what Instagram is all about. So you take the hashtag and you just pinch it down. You pinch it down as small as you can yep. and then it'll still show up. As a post with that hashtag in it, but it's not going to mess with the visual look of your story. Well, what
1: I've been doing on my stories, just so you guys can know, is like when I write text, what I'm doing is I'm writing a ton of hashtags and I'm putting them behind the text. Yes, like so you can't even see the hashtags that I'm putting in there. But I'm just so I'm writing a ton of hashtags and I want people that whether it's sales, real estate agents, whatever it is, I want them to see the story. I want them to see it, but I don't want people to see a ton of hashtags because it doesn't really make sense. I actually hide it behind the text that I write to explain the picture. So it's a, a little hack that you could do. One of the things that I would encourage you that also came out of this conference was, you know, finding your niche. Yes. When it comes to what you're doing on Instagram, and uh, what was it,
0: uh, Jelena uh, Renee? Jelena yes, she Renee, found her yeah.
1: niche in insurance, specifically for motorcycles. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, and that's kind of where her business blew up. She really honed in and found a connection and an audience and what she was doing using Facebook and Instagram to reach out and grow her business specifically in insurance for motorcyclists. And I thought that was extremely interesting. And so when you think, I mean, how does this apply to realtors? How does this apply to insurance agents? You know, what's your specialty? Is it first time homebuyers? Yes. Right? right. So what's your niche? If it's luxury, you see this all the time. Actually, the truth is you see this all the time in luxury real estate. Luxury real estate agents have done a really good job of understanding their luxury real estate agents and they market that way and they do their uh, stories on Instagram. They do everything that way. They seem to be very good at it. You never see it in any other realm in real estate. You don't see someone doing first time home buying extremely well in real estate. In you don't see area, right? a, maybe yeah. a little bit of foreclosures and uh, you know short sales and stuff like that. But you rarely see realtors in that middle tier doing a really good job at going, hey, I'm really good at working with families. Right. That's who I work with. I help families find their dream home or I help people. I know of a realtor right now that does pretty good at helping people with bad credit. Yeah, And so a lot of their marketing they do revolves around that. But my point being is when you think of your social media, your Instagram, when you think of your Facebook, when you think of these technologies, how can you niche down to understand who are you going after and then target your hashtags, what you're posting to focus on that niche? Because ultimately you're trying to attract a tribe. What I'm trying to do with my Facebook and my Instagram right now is I'm trying to attract people who are interested in the same things I'm interested in, who believe the same things I believe to a certain degree, and who want the same things I want. And together on this journey, we're going to be there to encourage, support, learn, engage with each other. That's the point of what I'm trying to do on Instagram and Facebook. I'm not necessarily trying to pitch a product. Right. And I think that's a mistake that so many people make when they're using these technologies is they're (coughs) thinking – Instant gratification. How do I pitch a product today? How do oh, I get a The story didn't
0: lead date? back to a lead or Correct. lead back to a buy or something like I, that. I didn't. Right. I
1: didn't get a client out of this. Right. They're not thinking of it in terms of how do I build an audience that. Almost becomes a tribe for me, a follower, like a, a community for me. Right. And then the point of everything you're doing is to build a relationship. Yeah. Everything you're doing goes back to this principle of how do I build a relationship? Because if I can build a relationship someone that, uh, with somebody, the chances are them buying from me and not the other person are so if much higher. If you focus
0: on building connections and building relationships rather than doing business, more business will come. That's not something that's not theoretical. That is what will happen. That was the major theme of everybody who spoke here is as they started focusing more on the relationships and the connections, the business naturally came with it. And as you're talking about with Jelena, you know, she she started using social media as a platform to educate people about insurance. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah, Then she started getting into just kind of posting the silly stuff. And so here's an actionable thing. When she was in Huntington Beach, because I was I started following her after the conference, um, they went to a motorcycle museum. Yeah, right? awesome. I mean, that is their target market. As yep. they started resonating with, um, with uh, as her content was following suit with that passion and the p- the passion that her cons- uh, her customers had, you know, her engagement really started skyrocketing. So, look at what you have an opportunity to do in your daily or if you're traveling. I mean, what a great opportunity to take advantage of you're traveling to a conference. You spend all this money to get out there. What are you going to do to help build your brand? Let's go find orange County motorcycle museum, whatever, or whatever that was and just loaded up the story all day long with that content. Well, I think
1: what we're learning in our journey of social media, even in this podcast is this going back to being authentic and being real, but it's really is you, you gotta have a personality Like you have got to showcase your personality because the truth is everybody who's listening to this and watching this, I bet you, you guys want to know more about who I am personally, who Josh is personally, what our stories are, what makes us furious, what makes us happy because that's human connection. That's human relationships. If you find yourself driving and listening to this in the car, and you're going, yeah, I would love to know more about your lives and what you're doing, your clients want to know the same about you. And so as corny as you feel, snapping a picture of you at Starbucks, because I know that's what your 13-year-old son or 13-year-old daughter is doing, (laughs) the truth (laughs) is your clients, they just want to know. My brother posted the other day playing volleyball at 6 a.m., so stupid. But I want, but I liked it, but I wanted to know, but was it's like, it's, you got to
0: have the balance. You have yep. to have the mix. You have to bring that personal side, but then always think about how am I bringing value as well? Just yes, consistently it's value. delivering yes. value. Um, one of the other things, just kind of switch topics on, on to uh, D- Tiffany Beltran, who's actually a local realtor. Yeah, She's here. from Philly. What she started talking about uh, and how she used social media to really grow her brand. Um, and it's really neat because I think we're going to actually interview her. Yeah, and, she's going to come up on a podcast here soon. So. Yeah, we're going to really probably focus that on uh, what I took away from what she said was really branding yourself where you want to be, not where you are. Mm. So she started calling herself the celebrity realtor on Instagram. And she didn't, I don't know if she going to be go much, I think she had only been in real estate for a year. A year? Maybe a Right. Year. And then she started getting celebrity clients because she branded herself as a celebrity realtor. She put herself out there. This is what I want to do. This is my passion. These are the people that I want to connect with. And then she started getting those clients and started getting the engagement and the followers. I think built her followership up to 10,000. Fox
1: 29 news, a big news news station here in Philly reached out to her to do a real estate segment on their news channel. And I I haven't really uh, talked to her to make sure that this was an exact reason, but I guarantee you it played a huge part that as she built this huge following of the celebrity realtor, when they looked at real estate agents to choose and how it all networked out, it probably made a huge difference because she was claiming to be that person and that's who they made her to be. And now it's happening for her. Yeah. And it seems like she's doing well in the luxury space, which is amazing.
0: Yeah, it's a great, I mean, that is, that's really kind of positioning yourself, positioning your brand where you want to be. And I think that's what, what this is all about. Now, when we go kind of to now the the face-to-face, we went to a conference, we went to two conferences the last two weeks. Yes. Right. So now the next thing is how do you, outside of Instagram and all this, we're in the real world now. How are you taking advantage of these networking opportunities that you have? You're going to conferences, mm. you're going meeting with other people in your industry, and in your profession, potential clients, potential partners for your business. How are you leveraging those times and making every use yep. when you're at that conference? I know we saw one realtor at the conference who was walking around and handing her postcard out to everybody. <laughs> and we said, oh, she ran away. I tried to think pitch her our product. She, she ran away from me. <laughs> so we came back and said, we need cards that have The state Bay podcast on there, so we can hand them out at every but it's really, you know, what what are you taking advantage of? Are you just going, trying to hide in the background and you know, well, you can use
1: what's amazing is though we're trying to network. So one of our goals going to this conference was we're trying to get on everybody's podcast, we're trying to get all of the speakers on our podcast. They have audiences, so we're trying to reach their audiences. And but what I was gonna say is that you can use social media as a way, it's a tool for you to continue your networking. It is amazing. Yeah, how many
0: have you spoken to uh, on oh, Instagram man, I've, since I've,
1: then? A ton. Yeah. I've spoken to a ton of them. It's amazing how people read their DMs, but they don't read their emails. So the, the DMs, the direct message, you know, that you can use on Facebook or Instagram, people will read those. If you tag somebody in a post... You better believe they see that. How many of you lit that red little, you know, world when the world goes red for <laughs> Facebook? How many of you actually leave it red or do you click on it and see? Everybody tends to click on it and see it understand the age you're in right now. It used to be everybody opened their emails. None of us open our emails anymore. We glance at the subject lines and read the first sentence and we're deleting. Well, you don't want to open
0: your emails because you know how many you'll have to go through.
1: Yes. (laughs) But on social media, this is a golden moment because we're opening all of our messages. We're looking at all of our notifications. You just work your way down the icons. Correct. Because it makes us feel good. Instagram. So when you go to an event, it's almost more powerful and better for you when you're hosting some event or you're going to a conference, or you're going to. Seminar, get their Instagram h- handle more than you get their email
0: yeah and tag them ahead of time yeah mention them ahead of, can't wait to be at the event with xx and x you know that's something that you have an opportunity to say oh I saw you tag me on Instagram thanks for the. Yep. everybody gets excited if they get mentioned Right. So make sure you're taking advantage of that. We saw that with, um, and this is kind of skipping conferences, but with Bankers Life, we did a lot of outreach ahead of time. So as you're going to these these events, think about what's your pre-conference plan, what's your post-conference plan. And this goes, no matter if you're speaking, if you're attending, if you're sponsoring, whatever you're doing there, how are you taking advantage and what are you taking action on to maximize every opportunity at that conference? And partnerships,
1: when you're, when I, if I can get on all these people's podcasts, which I hope to, and I hope, you know, we can have them on ours what it allows you to do which is so critical is it allows you to cross pollinate databases so if you're a Keller Williams agent and you're going to the KW family reunion you have an opportunity to not only network with all those other agents, but you have an opportunity to network with vendors there and spread your name. You have an opportunity to network with mortgage professionals that might show up and spread your name. And you guys can share each other to your audiences on Facebook. You can share each other to your audiences on Instagram. It's such an easy, simple way for you to grow your database and reach more people. And marketing is all about getting attention. And if you can get people's attention with value through your post, then you can turn that attention into to the message that you want them to follow, which hopefully that message is, hey, buy or sell from me, because I want to be your realtor, I want to be your insurance agent.
0: Yeah, so hopefully that gave you guys some actionable advice on getting on Instagram, getting on social media. What are you doing today? To get your story, your brand, your message out there. How are you connecting with others in your industries? I did just want to say thank you. Uh, a shout out to Sina Azari with yeah. Present Financial. You can find his podcast and all of his stuff at allmindset.com. That's separate from his financial services company. Yep. So this is what he's trying to do to kind of get his own personality and brand out there. Luke and I will be on one of his upcoming podcasts at all mind, or allmindset.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, Coming up shortly uh, for this week uh, and this episode, I am Joshua Stike. And I'm
1: Luke Acree. And I'm going to give you guys this action item because every podcast, we want to have an action item. What I want you to do is I want you to go on and I want you to do an Instagram story. And if you haven't done stories again, that's a good enough action item for you is start doing stories. But do an Instagram story and start tagging your location in every story so add that to your stories and watch how your viewership goes up i've literally gone i've gone up 50 views every story just from tagging my location so apply that action item to your instagram stories difference between a top producer and a mediocre producer is top producers take action so take action on that today